Welcome back to Mobility at Work. I'm Hani and I'm, I'm your host for today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by Asper. Asper offers most powerful, advanced and secure device management solutions for Android dedicated devices. Meet us to experience the magic of Asper at the Smart Nation Expo and forum at stand number B8148. As in this episode, we will be having Professor Dr. Ilan, a lecturer and also a professor from University Kebangsaan Malaysia. So as for today, he'll be talking about the Internet of Things, which is IoT, is a game-changing approach to future technological advancement as our topic for today. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Prof. Ilan, for your time to talk in our podcast here. So how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Great. How are so you? Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thank you so much. Great. Uh, so before we continue, would you mind to tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm a lecturer at, uh, and a researcher at Faculty of Information Science and Technology, University of Bangsa, Malaysia. Uh, my research interests uh, include cloud, high performance computing, big data, computer networks and sensor networks. We recently set up a lab known as uh, PET Lab. Uh, so PET actually stands for Platform and Emerging Technology under the Research Center for Software Technology and Management. So our research area include big data, HPC, IoT, wireless sensor network, cloud, knowledge work and automation, remote monitoring and multimodal interaction. So you can see everything, uh, everything under uh, emerging technology. Yeah. The Seasons of Mobility at Work podcast is sponsored by Asper. Please stay tuned for more content about managing your business with technologies with us. Back to the topic that you would like to share with us for today, right, which is about Internet of Things. Uh, could you please uh, explain a little bit about the Internet of Things and what, is, uh, what it actually does? Okay, so first of all, uh, let me touch on the Internet of Things, uh, the definition of Internet of Things. So uh, if you look at the literature, um, there are many definitions for IoT. But one of the more popular definition is by Gartner Incorporated. Uh, they describe IoT as the network of physical objects uh, that contain embedded technology which can communicate and sense or interact with the uh, internal states or external environment. So actually, uh, the, the term Internet of Things was coined by Kevin Ashton in 1999. However, even before that, in early uh, 1980s, a few graduate students at Carnegie Mellon University's computer science department came up with a solution to remotely detect if a soft drink vending machine is empty without going to the vending machine personally. Uh, so long, so, uh, long story short, uh, they were working in their lab, which is located far away from the vending machine. And uh, most of the time, when they go to the vending machine, they find it to be empty because of the high demand for soft drinks. So in a sense, they got fed up with this and came up with a solution. Okay, uh, so what they did was they connected the vending machine to their department's network and managed to track if the vending machine is empty from their lab. So though uh, it, was a, uh, it was primitive by today's standard, it was as far as anyone knows, the world's first IoT device, yeah. So the next part of the question is what it actually does, what IoT actually does, right? So in an IoT ecosystem, there are web-enabled devices that use embedded systems, such as processors, uh, sensors, and communication hardware. These embedded systems are used to collect, send, and act on the data they acquire from their environments. 
So these IoT devices share the sensor data they collect uh, by connecting to an IoT gateway or other edge devices uh, where data is either sent to the cloud or to be analyzed or analyzed locally at the edge devices. Okay, so um, the IoT devices do most of the work without human intervention. Uh, although people can interact with the device, uh, for instance, to set them up, uh, give uh, them some instructions or access the data they have uh, collected. And IoT can also make use of AI, artificial intelligence and machine learning to aid uh, in making data collecting and analyzing processes easier and more dynamic. Yeah. All right, uh, so talking about this, are there any requirements needed to enable the IoT? Actually, uh, there are just too many components and consideration required in enabling IoT. So here I will just mention uh, the IoT platform requirements and IoT process and practices requirements. So let's look at the IoT platform requirement. There are five here, which I've listed. So the first will be uh, security. So security is very important. Okay, uh, in addition to knowing the platform is secure at technical level, uh, the team or the, uh, the staffs who are working uh, on the platform must follow widely proven industry standard security controls. Okay, uh, next will be reliability. So uh, the device connection mechanism must be rock solid, okay, such that no human intervention will be required in the future. So the platform uh, also needs to be robust and allows more and more devices to be added in the future. So this brings us to scalability. So when you look at scalability, uh, scalability actually means adding more devices seamlessly. So if you want to add more devices into the platform, I mean, uh, into the environment, uh, it should be very easy. Uh, the platform must have a device layer that handles connectivity to large number of devices and easily interacts with them. Uh, the expansion of registered device should not uh, require extensive uh, infrastructure planning. Okay, it should be simple and efficient. The next one, number four, will be uh, flexibility. Uh, the ability to interact with third-party tools and application for data analytics. Okay, so there are many uh, tools, software uh, that are available for data analytics. So we have to make sure uh, it interacts uh, seamlessly. So the platform should uh, talk to these tools seamlessly and reliably. Uh, on the application side, there should be industry standard application interface for web or app developers. Okay, uh, for the last one will be simplicity. Okay, even at massive scales, uh, administrators should be able to change device configuration settings, transfer files, update the firmware, automate process. Uh, so it all happens in a schedule, okay? So that the network issues don't arise. Okay, so this is for platform, uh, IoT platform requirements. So if you look at IoT process and practices uh, requirement, there are also five. Um, the first is uh, edge computing. So I mentioned edge computing before this. So edge computing is uh, expected to grow at around 40% in Asia Pacific region next year, that is 2023. So it captures and analyzes data on distributed devices positioned at the edge of a network. So it is actually in between uh, the sensor, uh, sensors and also the cloud, okay? 
So a research conducted recently suggests that it takes a few milliseconds to process the data on edge devices compared to around 100 milliseconds on the cloud. So it's, uh, it improves the performance. Okay? Uh, so number two will be um, requirement will be for data ingestion and stream processing. So processes need to be in place for gathering data uh, from multiple devices and sensors and transforming the data uh, to be used by cloud-based analytic platforms. Okay. Uh, the third requirement is data management. Businesses need to ensure their IoT devices are provisioned securely, communicate efficiently, and can be updated with accelerated and agile approaches. Number four, um, advanced analytics. So uh, deep dives into IoT data should result in cost savings, okay? Um, without cost savings, uh, there is no use of uh, having uh, IoT. Okay? So as well as insights into, uh, to create new products and new revenue models. Okay, number five, uh, the last one will be integration, uh, integration of in enterprise systems with business systems. So in order to interpret device data, IoT insights must be delivered to enterprise systems and reference metadata must be uh, received. So uh, these are the, some of the requirements uh, for uh, the IoT platform and uh, IoT uh, process and practices. Yeah. The Seasons of Mobility at Work podcast is sponsored by Asper. Please stay tuned for more content about managing your business with technologies with us. All right, thank you so much, Prof. It's a very, very good sharing. I, read, I also read uh, something in the news that said that the new industry was expected to contribute uh, 9.5 billion ringgit to the gross national income and create more 40,000 highly skilled job opportunities. So perhaps you could also share with us some of the IoT landscape in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, so if you um, see, um, there was a roadmap introduced in uh, 2015. Uh, by Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation, mostly. Um, they are the leader of Nation Information Technology. Okay, they introduced this uh, National IoT Strategic Roadmap. Okay, the mission was to create national ecosystem to enable the proliferation of use and industrialization of IoT as a new source of economic growth. So it has uh, three main goals. Uh, the first one is to create a conducive IoT industry ecosystem. Number two uh, is to strengthen technopreneur capabilities in apps and services layer. The third goal is to make Malaysia as a regional development hub for IoT. And uh, even open data and open framework was planned so that developers can develop solutions on a common framework and share their data. However, uh, some of the IoT leaders in, country, in the country say the execution process, uh, ownership of the activities, the strategies, and identification of which ministry is responsible for what has been a big issue. Uh, this, is, this has, uh, in some way, slowed down the progress towards the targeted roles. Furthermore, this roadmap is said to be mainly focused on manufacturing sector. So although these issues are there, currently we can see many initiatives at the state level on a smart city. If you look at the Smart City Handbook uh, Malaysia published in 2021, it lists uh, hundreds smart city projects covering uh, these eight states in Malaysia. There are also initiatives from uh, state governments 
in providing seed money for application development, which I think will increase the rate of IoT adoption in various fields in Malaysia. All right. I also realized that many uh, organizations and enterprise nowadays are encountering uh, numerous difficulties in their IoT journey, right? So do you mind to share with us with uh, the other major key issues or challenges that IOT, of IoT that organizations are facing? Okay. Um, so um, there are many um, challenges. Okay. Uh, one of it will be uh, data ownership. Okay, so, um, so uh, it is a major issue and many organizations are reluctant to share their data and are working in silo. So some of the questions that arise in data ownership uh, are such as, um, is the person who created the data owns the data? Or is the manufacturer whose sensors collected it owns the data? Okay, the third one will be, uh, how about company whose platforms aggregated and analyzed it? Do they own the data that was produced from the analysis? Okay, so these kind of um, issues arises. And uh, there are different opinions on who owns the data and there is no standard uh, agreed upon IoT data ownership. Okay, there should be um, also uh, in the terms and conditions uh, there should be also clause like, uh, what can you do with the data that you derived from my data? Okay, so this is uh, the data ownership challenge. The next will be data security and privacy. Okay, um, so let me go through the uh, IoT security issues. Uh, the first one is definitely the public perception. Okay, if, if the IoT is ever going to truly take off, uh, this need to be the first problem that uh, manufacturers uh, should address. The 2015 eye control state of the smart, art, uh, smart home uh, study found that 44% of all Americans were very concerned about the possibility of their information getting stolen from their smart home. And 27% of them were somewhat concerned. So the total is around 71%, 44 plus 27 is 71%. So we have 71% of the consumers who are not very sure about the safety of their data. With that level of worry, consumers would hesitate to purchase connected devices. Okay. Number two, um, vulnerability to hacking. Okay. Researchers have been able to hack into real on the market devices with enough time and computing resources. So they just need uh, some time and computing resources to hack into these uh, devices, which means hackers would likely be able to replicate their efforts. So for example, a team of uh, researchers at Microsoft and the University of Michigan found a plethora of holes in the security of Samsung's SmartThings smart home platform. And the methods were very far from complex. Okay. Next, are the companies ready? So AT&T's uh, cybersecurity insights report surveyed more than 5,000 enterprises around the world and found that 85% of enterprises are in the process of or intend to deploy IoT devices. Yet, a mere 10% of those surveyed 
feel confident that they could secure those devices against hackers. So this is a concern. Okay. Then um, about true security, what, what is meant by true security? Okay. Jason Porter uh, from AP, uh, he's uh, vice president of AT&T uh, Security Solution, uh, told insider intelligence that uh, securing IoT devices mean more than simply securing the actual devices themselves. Okay, so company also need to build security into the software applications and network connections that link to those, those uh, devices. Okay, and then um, this IoT privacy issues. Okay, there are just too much data. Okay, the sheer amount of data that IoT devices can generate is staggering. Okay. Uh, Federal Trade Commission report entitled Internet of Things, Privacy and Security in a Connected World found that fewer than 10,000 households can generate 150 million discrete data points every day. Okay. So this creates more entry points for hackers and leaves sensitive information vulnerable. And then the other issue is uh, privacy issue is unwanted public profile. So usually when we subscribe to a service or devices, we undoubtedly agree to terms of services at some point. But uh, we, as, we, as we know, uh, as we all do, we um, don't actually read through the entire document. Okay. So the Federal Trade Commission report found that companies could use collected data that consumers willingly offer to make decisions. So for example, an insurance company might uh, gather information about you, about your driving habits through a connected car when calculating your insurance rate. Okay, the same could, uh, could occur for health or life insurance thanks to fitness trackers. Okay, so the next is privacy issue. Uh, the next privacy issue is known uh, as eavesdropping. Uh, this is a scenario where manufacturers or hackers could actually use a connected device to virtually invade a person's home. So German researchers uh, accomplished this by intercepting unencrypted data from a smart meter device to determine what television show someone was watching at that moment. Okay, so this is eavesdropping. The next one is uh, consumer confidence. Each of the problems I mentioned just now uh, could be a dent in uh, uh, consumers' okay, desire to purchase connected products, uh, which would prevent the IoT from fulfilling its true potential. Okay, that is uh, confi uh, consumers' confidence. Okay, and then uh, we have issues, challenges like uh, data extraction from complex environment. So, for example, collection of uh, data from a remote area that may be prone to harsh climate. Or conditions. And uh, another example will be transportation of materials uh, that are sensitive to temperature in a dynamic environment where a small change in temperature could spoil it. So the issue is uh, how accurate is the device uh, that is uh, collecting the information. Okay, uh, the next um, challenges, of course, uh, this is very obvious connectivity. Without good internet connection, IoT will succumb to failure. Okay. And then we have uh, power requirements. 
Um, as you know, major, majority of IoT devices are powered by battery. So the question is, how long will the battery uh, life last? Uh, and then are there recharging capability? And then uh, issues like green power requirements, like do we have green technology such as renewable energy sources, uh, like uh, wind, solar energy to recharge? Okay. And then uh, we have uh, issues with uh, storage. So are we going to use local server or cloud? So if you are using cloud, there are many popular cloud service providers such as uh, Amazon Web Services, uh, Microsoft Azure, we have Google Clouds and many other smaller uh, cloud service providers. So the problem is which one to choose? Um, how to identify the one that is suitable for you and the cost? And um, the most important question is, do we really need cloud? Okay. And the last challenge that I can think of is the uh, is about the handling of e-waste from IoT device. Okay, there are going to be uh, so many devices uh, in 2025. Uh, it's mentioned somewhere that uh, there will be 65 billion devices uh, in 2025. So there are going to be many IoT devices in the future. And as we know, IoT devices are not immortal. They have life, lifetime like us human. So there will definitely be e-waste issues in the future. Cool, that's a lot. Thank you so much, Prof. Elan, for your sharing. All right, we'll be right back to discussing more about it in part two. So if you are keen to know more about what we will be discussing next, please make sure to stay tuned and stay updated with us. I'm Hani. Thank you for listening to Mobility at Work. Until we meet again, bye-bye.